Don't stop preaching Krishna consciousness. That is the theme of this talk. I've said it before many times. I wrote a whole book called On Speaking Strongly in Krishna Consciousness. The theme of which is not just speaking strongly, but speaking clearly so that people can get the message that Krishna gives in Bhagavad Gita. When I say don't stop preaching Krishna consciousness, that also includes not minimizing the preaching of Krishna consciousness. It's not that the Krishna consciousness movement has completely given up on preaching Krishna consciousness, but a lot of our public outreach or how we present ourselves to the public is increasingly not straightforwardly Krishna conscious. This has become, it's been going on for years, it's become practically all over the world we're seeing what they call bridge preaching. I don't think this talk's going to stop that, but at least those who are engaged in that might, might reconsider. And those who are victims of it, those who have been brought into Krishna consciousness by some watered-down process, they might want to search out something more authentic. This idea of bridge preaching, which crystallized as Krishna West, uh, de-Indianizing, de-Vedicizing, de-almost-everythingizing Krishna consciousness and getting down to the very bare basics. It's been going on for so many years now, maybe 20 years. It hasn't worked. If the idea is to bring people into Krishna consciousness in large numbers, taking up Krishna consciousness seriously, it hasn't worked. We don't see in the Western world where there's a lot of what they call bridge preaching. We don't see that there are big Harinam parties, lots of devotees going out distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. In fact, some of the indirect preachers are so committed to their indirectness that they tell people, the, the, the people they bring into chanting, taking prasad and so on, they tell them don't go out and chant Harinam. They seem to think Harinam is something which people can't relate to, they don't like it. Sure, they won't relate to it if you don't do it. If you do it regularly, uh, then people will come to know about it and accept it and they'll be purified by hearing the holy names and the devotees will be purified by going out and chanting in public. It is, after all, the Yuga Dharma for this age is the public congregational chanting of the holy names. So if that is stopped in the name of preaching, it all seems very strange. Of course, it can be said that in certain circumstances, actually there's one particular circumstance where Srila Prabhupada 
stopped the devotees doing that in India in the early 1970s. But that wasn't a mass uh, call to stop Harinam all over the world. That's the Yuga Dharma. How can it be stopped under a certain circumstance because people were taking it that our devotees were beggars. It was being grossly misunderstood. So Srila Prabhupada stopped it. But he had the program to distribute his books through life membership, build temples. And now we do Harinam publicly in India and people very much appreciate that. Here in India, the public face of Krishna Conscious, the Krishna Conscious movement, ISKCON, uh, you see advertisements popping up on, on, when you go on different websites. Send money. We're feeding the poor. Or send money for some puja, for some abhishekha. And we may invite people to come participate in a yagya by which your material situation will be improved. That's not Krishna consciousness. That's karma kanda. That's stopping the actual preaching of Krishna consciousness. You may say, well, we're, we're getting money and we use that for preaching, but where is the preaching? Where is the widespread preaching of Krishna consciousness? A lot of books are being distributed in India, that's for sure. But we should speak what's in the books also, otherwise we get the situation where we have that people look at us, they read the books, and they see a difference. They shouldn't see a difference. By this time, in India, our Krishna Conscious Movement should be known for its philosophy. It should be known that we are opposed to this mudge-mudge, mishmash, mayavad, so-called Hinduism, bogus avatars. That should be known. It's not known. We're known for feeding people, feeding children in schools. We're known for what is seen as social welfare work, and people like it. But it doesn't help people to come to Krishna consciousness. In the Western world also, there are so many different ideas. I actually seem to be imported from India. There's, there are many motivational speakers, personality development. Uh, what happens is... Devotees, they, they gain confidence in public speaking and they become good public speakers and they become life coaches, that's another one. And they can be pretty successful at it because preaching sub-religious principles is also within the gamut of preaching Krishna consciousness as it is. Preaching how we should be good people, we should be considerate of others, uh, we should have steady marriages. Uh, so all these things are within Krishna consciousness, but they don't constitute Krishna consciousness. And if we preach these sub-religious principles without clearly putting Krishna in the center, then that is a kind of violence. That's how Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in his commentary on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction about the various weeds in devotional service. One of them is Jiber Hingsan, which means violence.
to the living beings. And Srila Bhaktisthan Sarasvati Thakur translates that, or, or, or ex explains that, and Srila Prabhupada has translated that commentary. We have it in the uh, BBT edition of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. That violence to living entities means stopping the preaching of Krishna consciousness. So we, we see devotees who they do have ability, they do have lucidity, but they're preaching so indirectly that they won't even say that they're connected with Krishna consciousness. They hinted it round about this and that. Some of them have become extraordinarily popular, but what's the point if people are not coming to Krishna consciousness? Or even if a few get to Krishna consciousness through the, all this indirect idea. But if they've come to it through the idea that, oh, that, that's another thing, all these, what is it, motivational speakers, how to get ahead, how to survive, how to do well in today's world. And people come to Krishna consciousness with all these ideas and no one tells them not to. So they become Sakama Bhaktas. They have the idea, let me do well in material life and at the same time, I'll chant Hare Krishna. There's no clear presentation to the public that all this idea of being a material success is nonsense anyway. Of course, you can dovetail it in Krishna's service. But if you present that as the message of the Krishna conscious movement, then you're betraying the previous acharyas, Srila Prabhupada, the message of Shastra, the essence of which is to fully surrender to Krishna. It may not be that everyone is ready to fully surrender, but that should be clearly understood. Not that it's promoted that get ahead, do well, be nice with others, and then maybe, maybe you can add Krishna consciousness to that. The message has to go out. If we don't speak it, who's going to speak it? Of course, you may say, well, it's in the books and we distribute the books. Some uh, devotees, uh, they don't even like to distribute Prabhupada's books. They don't promote it. Some leaders, they're more interested in promoting their own books, mishy-mashy, which don't give a very clear idea of the... Krishna conscious philosophy. They seem to think this is a better way to preach. People won't like it if we give the message of Krishna as it is. And it's actually much more successful, they say, if we give some roundabout message. Well, it's successful, yeah, in the sense that so many people become enamored by that and you can become famous and maybe rich. Uh, but again, watch the point. There are already so many bogus gurus out there speaking so many things about how to get your life together. Uh, throw, a, throw in a quote or two from the Bhagavad Gita. But not promoting Krishna. So what is the difference between them and us? Well, uh, some difference is there. But to the outsider, there may not be that much difference between our great motivational speakers, life guides, and all these bogus people, completely bogus people, who have no touch with Krishna consciousness. 
and who say uh, startlingly bogus things. Uh, so at least our life coaches and motivational speakers, they don't say things denouncing Krishna or saying that the Bhagavad Gita is meaningless, or, uh, as some others may do. So at least they're not that bad. But on the other hand, if you have the actual message of Krishna, why not give it? It's in the books. We distribute the books. Okay. But we have to speak what's in the books also. Otherwise, people increasingly think that our Krishna consciousness movement is just something like all these other Hindu gurus, or they might not even recognize it's anything Hinduism, then it becomes more like New Age in their minds. I personally can't imagine Srila Prabhupada being pleased by devotees who have been trained in the principles he gave and preaching something else as a policy. We're losing some of our best preachers. Those who do understand the philosophy and have been trained to live as monks. Uh, we're losing some of our best preachers to the quest for popularity. And what happens is they also become spiritually weak. And definitely those who follow them, they're not going to become spiritually strong. So just keep, just have faith. Krishna's message will appeal because it is the need of the soul. We may think that people, well, it's, they'll like it better. And it's, it's factually seen that many people come if we speak something different. But they're not going to get satisfaction of the soul unless and until we give Krishna's message unadulterated as it is. So let us speak that. And even if many people don't come, we are, after all, more interested in a few diamonds than many glass baubles. This is an example that Srila Prabhupada gave. We want quality and we want quantity, but we cannot sacrifice quality for the sake of getting quantity. So, I discussed all these points in this book on speaking strongly in Krishna consciousness. You can see it. It's mostly quotes from Srila Prabhupada. It's not fanaticism, because I do keep a balance also based on Srila Prabhupada's instructions. There is also the consideration of coming in like a needle and going out like a plow. There are grounds or uh, certain circumstances where we don't come out all guns blazing. Actually, in, in many circumstances, maybe most circumstances when we're speaking in public, we try to present the philosophy publicly, but we have to present the philosophy. The point is palatability is not our aim. Presenting the philosophy is. Aham Ravimi, hey, Sadhava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durad, 
Goranga Chandra Charane Kurutano Raga. Parivadatu Jano Yata Tata Va Nanamokarona Vayang Vicharayama. Hari Rasamadirama Dati Matab Huvidalutama Nartama Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. 